0: On January 17th, 1989, at the Louder Than You Think studios in Stockton, California, Stephen Malkmus and Scott Camberg, along with their producer and sometimes drummer, Gary Young, laid down the first five tracks of the seminal indie rock band, Pavement. Today, we begin a journey of going track by track through the Pavement catalog with a goal of one day, perhaps, meeting Malkmus. Welcome to Meeting Malcolmus, a pavement podcast. Hey there, this is JD. I'm going to be your host for the next, God, I don't even know, like 200 weeks of Meeting Malcolmus, a pavement podcast. A little about me. I am neither cool enough or qualified enough to be driving this boat, but pile in because we're about to leave the shore. So get your life vests on and fuck, let's just go, okay? Meeting Malcolmist is, uh, is going to be a weekly podcast, I don't know, 10 to 20 minutes long. I'm going to play you a track. We're going to start with You're Killing Me, and it's going to end with, fuck, what is the last EP from Terra Twilight? Uh shit. I can't remember right now. I don't have it in front of me, but that's where we'll end. So I'm going to use interviews with various people, people maybe that have been influenced by the band or really enjoy the band, hopefully members of the band itself. And I've got the perfect sound forever book. Uh, I've watched slow century, you know, a million times and um, liner notes, old magazine articles, you know, that sort of stuff to get as much insight as we're capable of from there. I'm going to jump off and make assumptions. I'm going to tell you what I think lyrics are about. And, uh, I'm going to use my limited music vocabulary to explain songs the best way I can. I don't have a extensive live experience with Pavement, so I won't be able to. I've seen them one time. I've seen them one fucking time. Because let me tell you, um, Pavement has been in my life for about 20 years. I, gosh, my roommate bought, he was a huge Radiohead guy, and he bought um, Terra Twilight. And cause it was produced by Nigel godrich, and uh he listened to it once and hated it, and I fucking listened to it and loved it like it grew on me instantly and I remember uh, obviously i was in I was in university from ninety four to ninety eight so I was surrounded by it, and I heard it at the time, but it just never it just never penetrated the mainstream. I'm from Toronto, Canada, and it just never penetrated enough up here for me to, you know, get into it. I wasn't cool enough. uh, Quite frankly, Uh, I wasn't, I didn't have my ear to the ground and uh, I missed out. And as a result, the uh, knots and the teens of the, you know, the two thousands for me have been catching up and really enjoying music that I missed out on in the nineties. A lot of lo-fi bands and a lot of indie bands that I just, they just passed me by and I'm grateful for the internet and I'm grateful. God, I'm, I'm grateful for YouTube to be able to go back and watch all these live performances that I didn't see. I saw them in central park in 2010. Cool side story. My daughter was born September 17th, 2009. And that was the day that pavement announced that they were playing in Central Park one year later in 2010. I bought tickets that day before I went to the hospital to um, witness the birth of my first child. I got to buy tickets to go see pavement. It was all around a fucking spectacular day. And, um, you know, I had waited at that point. I had waited almost 10 years. Yeah, clo- Yeah, close to 10 years. More than 10 years. More than 10 years. To get news like this, this was spectacular news. So that's my, you know, experience with the band, and that's uh, what I hope to accomplish with this show. It's going to be a big project. I'm going to need your help. If you've got ideas or feedback or stories, um, email them to me. And if you're cool, I'll read them on the air. Like if it's if it's all right with you. So in the email, just let me know, and I'll I'll read it as part of the episode. If it's constructive feedback that uh, is like, you should do this differently, then you know I'll take that into account as well. In fact, you may have already heard this episode when I did it the first time and it was much shorter and it was a different concept really. I was producing it very lo-fi and I got a lot of feedback that people just did not like the lo-fi aspect to it. So I went back and re-recorded it and, and um, now those episodes are no longer available. I've pulled them, pulled them from from the site. Maybe at some point I'll release them as B sides or something to, uh, you know, to sort of parody what the band uh, does with uh, their extensive catalog. Although <laughs> you don't want to hear it, it's pretty shitty. <laughs> so there you go. Let's start at the start. Let's go back to January seventeenth, nineteen eighty nine. When Stephen Malcolmus and Scott Camberg decided that they had some tracks that they wanted to put on uh, vinyl. They wanted to release an EP, a seven inch, and they went to the Yellow Pages and looked for a studio to record that in. They found a couple. One was run by a fellow named Gary Young, who was Gosh, I'll get more into Gary as we as we go through the episodes, but Gary is a hippie's hippie. Um, he really did everything. If you listen to the Three Songs podcast, uh, the Pavement episode, Bob Nastanovich really goes into some you know great detail about who Gary Young is and what he's about and the, the various things. But at any rate, he had a studio called Louder Than You Think, and the rates were reasonable and... Malcolmus and Scott both decided to get the money together to go in and lay this shit down. And that's exactly what they did. So we're releasing this. I'm releasing this. I would say we, I don't know why. Uh, I'm releasing this on January 17th, 2019, which is the 30th anniversary of them going into the studio. The reason I'm doing that is because this EP doesn't have a release date proper. It was um, put together and distributed manually, uh, independently, I suppose, like true independently to various uh, influential disc jockeys, influential zines and friends and, you know, friends and people that were close to the guys in the in the band. So January 17th is the date that we used to um, that we used to sort of start this Project, so there you go. <laughs> um, the first track on this EP is "You're Killing Me," and it's a, a tour de force. It's a great introduction to what this band is and who they're influenced by, and it gets people scratching their heads along with this entire project. Really, um, "Say Tracks" was attributed to SM and Spiral Stairs, and That was really confusing to people who had this EP because they didn't know who the fuck those people were and where they came from and what they were doing, but they wanted more. They wanted more. They got five tracks. They got about 15 minutes, 14 and a half minutes of content on this initial EP. And frankly, it wasn't enough. People wanted more. This charted you know, in on zines and on college radio stations, this is a uh, pretty unprecedented for, uh, an EP that, you know, had a thousand copies pressed. That's, that's crazy town. So pavement came out of the gate, hot, hot, hot. And, um, God, I mean, they, they really didn't let go of that heat, uh, until, until the end. And and here we are 30 years later, hoping that they'll, you know, get the boys back together and hit the, hit the road again. And wouldn't it be great if we could get new content as well? Like that would just be fantastic in the interim. We're getting lots of great content from members in the band. Um, both Malcolmus and spiral have new records coming out and I can't wait to listen to both of those, but I want more pavement. (laughs) You're killing me. This is a track with two guitars, no drums. Malcolm has said in an interview at one point that it's two guitars and noise is the third instrument. And really, it truly is. If you if you listen to it, the beginning sounds like a record scratching or a guitar pick, you know, going up the strings of a guitar, um, really with a fuzzed out effect, you know, and then you get into that really... Thundery, crunchy riff, and then you know a nice vocal melody that doesn't necessarily uh, let you in on the REM, the Michael Stipe type influences, um, but it does let you in on you know that sort of punk rock ethos and that that sort of feeling and vibe. Right, uh, there's a lot of people that talk about The Fall when they talk about Pavement and it, Swell Maps if you go and listen to you know that music you'll you'll hear those influences on this record for sure and that's ultimately a good thing because what we got from this collection of influences coming through the guitars and the and the vocals and the lyrics and the you know the ethos this is pavement and it's truly a great thing that we got access to this band when we did So this is as good a point as any to wrap this episode. Uh, We'll continue to talk about the production of Slate Tracks and some stories of early pavement as the show progresses. So thanks for joining me this week. Let's go right into the first track on Slate Tracks. It's the longest song on the record. This is You're Killing Me on Meeting Milkmas, a pavement podcast. (laughs) Meeting Malcolmus, a pavement podcast, is a weekly affair. You can listen, share, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about the show, go to www.meetingmalcomus.com. I tweet and Instagram at meetingmalcomus. Stephen, are you listening?